Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Welcome in, Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Radio. Rajiv Seabrook in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, and I'm wearing his stylish glasses. I don't even know how much more I can do. Those are sweet, though, dude. Thank you. I don't look nearly as good as you in those, but those are those are made for you. That, that's a, that's as good as it gets right there. Nuanas now your one-stop shop for all things uh, style advice. This guy's looking particularly stylish today. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking about how I'm wearing my Skyline Sports shirt purely out of necessity. I'm heading over to Bozeman tomorrow, cover the Bobcat game. Andrew uh, Houghton, our producer, he's heading over to Moscow, so splitting up the trips here uh, this weekend. But I'm wearing this shirt, marketing uh, aside, because. It's just a part of the necessity. I can't pack too much because I got a move to be making uh, over there in Bozeman. Got some stuff to get in my car, so got to keep it light. I don't look nearly as fancy as this guy, but he's holding it down like he always does. Oh, stop it. All sorts of stuff to get to today. Want to stream the show? 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. Want to call us? Text us? 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. ton of stuff to get to today. 
about five minutes from now, we're going to welcome in Atu Molden. Uh, good story behind that. I'll tell you that one in just a quick minute. We're also going to talk Grizz and Bobcats. We're also going to talk some high school football. Sentinel punches the number one seed into the playoffs next week. Missoula Big Sky punches their ticket into the postseason. Missoula Hellgate left outside the postseason picture. So we'll get to all that uh, here in just a minute as well. Regime's got a jet, so we'll keep talking all things college football. We'll also hear from a couple members of the Grizz women's soccer team, as well as a kid from up in Polson, Tanner Wilson, who is tearing it up. Guy's throwing for 300-something yards per game. Lighten it. The Polson Pirates are undefeated. So we'll hear from Jarrett Wilson a little later on in this show as well. Remember, subscribe to both our YouTube channel and our podcast. Also, give 102.9 ESPN, Alpine Touch, and Haymaker Beef follows on Instagram and Facebook. And once you do that, text us at 888 and tell us that you did all that. That'll enter you into our fall giveaway. What do we got for you? We got a Traeger smoker. We got Alpine Touch for days. And we got a Haymaker Beef beef box. We also have a grill, a cooler, and an otter box from Twisted Tea. So a sweet fall giveaway for you. Two different big-time prizes. Follow us on social media. Subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel. That's all you got to do. A couple minutes away from Atu Molden. What's up, man? How you living? Can't brag. Won't complain, man. Always happy to end my day in this studio. And unlike last week, you're here. That's right. It's good to see you. I, I feel I feel a little bit more complete and less fragmented. And uh, thank you for my Java, by the way. Of course. It is a Florence Cafe Company Friday. It's a Friday. You can stay up late. Maybe you got some high school football to go watch. All the Missoula teams played last night, but there is some action around the Valley. We'll get to that a little later on as well. But whatever you're doing, there's a Florence Coffee Company near you. So swing on by and uh, go check in with Florence Coffee. No matter when you're in Missoula or Mon- around Montana, there's always a Florence Coffee Company near you. Uh, cool story. I've been doing my Grizz Greats podcast series. We're about six, seven uh, episodes in. Recorded one with Atu Molden, All-American wide receiver for the Grizzlies. Beast. One of the best that ever played at Montana. And then I sent him the link of all the other ones, and uh, he listened to them, I believe. And then he call, he texted me and said, hey, I got some more stuff I want to say. And I said, okay, well, why don't you come on the radio and we'll promote your podcast episode. And, uh, you know, he said, I think he just wants to say something to the city of Missoula, which is very cool. So uh, I actually believe... That we got Atu. So we go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in Atu Molden, former University of Montana wide receiver. And Atu, thanks so much for being with us here, man. I know we were podcasting earlier, but now we're doing live radio. But how's it going, man? What's going on with you? Going great, man. I had a great start to the morning. Kind of got up and got up a little earlier than I used to. I got some two moves and got some business handled. And a good day so far. So good. Well, good. Well, I don't know. I think that you guys might have known each other once upon a time. But Rajim Seabrook is here with me uh, in studio. And uh, you what? You moved to Missoula a couple of years before Atu started playing for the Grizz, right? No, man. I would. Atu was actually one of the first Grizz members I ever met. Oh, cool. And I remember he was living on campus in that basement. And uh, our, <laughs> our, our paths have crossed uh, in, in many different circles. And I always just thought... Outside of being an outstanding athlete, I always just thought he was a cool brother, always had beautiful dogs, and just, like, have followed him post-Grizz, you know, being in the AFL. And I, even though I'm a, a few years older than him, I always just kind of looked up to him. I like the way he carried himself and how the brothers on campus kind of rallied around him. And uh, it's just an honor and a pleasure to talk to you again. And, uh, 
I hear that you're doing good things. Uh, I heard you. Are you getting into gardening? I don't want to get away from football, but I, I heard you doing some gardening, <laughs> doing some, doing some things with 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 organics and 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 just living healthy, man. So 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 talk to a brother while you're talking to the people. Yeah, man, all kind of stuff I've been doing. Uh, I just kind of like to live a more like down to earth life. So one of the things you have to do is grow your own food if you're not, not going to be making a lot of money. So you kind of have to find ways to. Uh, develop yourself outside of what you're normally doing to kind of make ends meet and uh yeah started gardening and then uh ended all kind of stuff man now that weed's legal in california been able to grow that and uh produce some pretty good stuff with that and i've just been learning a lot of stuff about myself and and what it takes to live a life outside of the mainstream Gotta love it. You're speaking to my heart right here. That's that's good stuff there. Well, Atu, I know that uh, this last weekend was the 20th anniversary game for the uh, University of Montana's 2001 National Championship team, which you were a senior on. I know you weren't able to make it up, but uh, did you talk to any of the guys? Was that a reuniting moment for you? Did you get a chance to hear from anybody that did make it up to Missoula? Uh, obviously, with the, the advent of social media, you can kind of follow things without being there. So I followed as much as I could, and I thought I looked like the guys had a great time from the pictures I saw and the guy I spoke to uh, since I actually just got to meeting this morning with uh, – Andy Thompson, who coaches for Sac State now, right. um, and he happened to be there, right, because they were playing Sac State, um, and and he and I got a chance to kind of touch base and run through stuff and talk about life and talk about family since he has three kids, and, you know, you just uh, it, it's good to be able to give back to guys and to meet up with guys later in life and, and see how you're doing 20 years later because a lot of things change from when you're in a 20-year-old's mindset to now a 42-year-old man's mindset. It's a completely different world out there. Atu Bolton joining us. It's ESPN Radio around the state of Montana here on, as well as on SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Atu Bolton, a Hall of Fame receiver for the University of Montana 2001 National Championship team. And uh, Atu, I know when we were texting the other day after I sent you the podcast, you said you got a couple more things you wanted to say to the, the community of Missoula, the city of Missoula. So here we are on the radio around the city of Missoula. What's up? What, what's on your mind? Yeah, man, I, I really thank you for uh, for having me back on, man, because, you know, you, you get to saying things and then you get to hearing things from other people's perspectives. And uh, when you're very appreciative of things, sometimes I don't think you really get a chance to say it or sometimes you don't feel like you say it in a way that people really understand and, and, and feel how you feel about them. You know what I mean? And the people in Missoula, the city, um, just treated us so good while we were there and treated me personally so well. Um, I, I don't want to say any personal names because then I'd leave somebody out and somebody would feel bad, man. But just the, the memories I have of going to spring games and being hosted by families and, you know, playing with their kids in their basement, just having a great time with the actual people of Montana and the people of Missoula was just great. Um, especially being kind of the outspoken and, little bit flamboyant guy that I was um, and I hear stories about myself and doing so many things that just people didn't really do like you know mischievous things firing off the cannon having a dog in a water bed in my dorm room um, <laughs> just the kind of flexibility that I was given man the understanding from my teammates um, to be able to like just live life a little bit different how I wanted to um, and them not harboring any kind of jealousy because I was doing things maybe that they weren't, didn't feel comfortable doing or weren't allowed to do. Um, 
And I just really was very appreciative of that. But I don't think I could have had the college experience that I had the way I had it anywhere else. Well, that's very cool. And uh, I do think that that's one of the things that is awesome about football in general, college football in rural areas like Montana, because a lot of times it is a completely different experience for a lot of guys. But then you get to cross paths with guys from tiny towns in Montana, guys from all over the northwestern United States, up and down the West Coast, all that. So, I mean, like, like you just said, you just went and met up with Andy Thompson, a guy from Walla Walla, Washington. He probably never would have known in the whole world if it wasn't for football. So Certainly. that's what makes football cool, though, right? And then, and then, you know, he and his brother couldn't be different um, because it, he, he played linebacker. His brother was a receiver. He, he, he was brother was so much smaller than he was. And I was, it's just the complete juxtaposition of the two guys couldn't be different. We talked about him a little bit earlier today, too, when I was uh, having breakfast with Andy. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, you should be proud of your teammate there because Andy Thompson was uh, the MVP of that game on Saturday afternoon. He... He had it dialed. The Sac State defense played lights out. They held Montana to 85 yards rushing. They had four sacks. Uh, they were swarming, as you'd expect the Hornets to do. But um, Thompson was certainly um, a key factor in that. Did you Do you remember that about him when you were playing with each other? I mean, do you remember him just being like a high football IQ guy or a guy that maybe you thought was going to be a coach? I mean, you got to think about where he came from and then he, he he starts off as like a quarterback and then he moves over to linebacker not many guys have that kind of uh, versatility or ability to even do so um and you could tell he played the game with a smartness and he's definitely a, a, an intelligent guy uh, just the way he carries himself and it's a, a perfect fit for him Otto Molden joining us here on ESPN radio it's Nuanas now Rajiv Seabrook in studio with me and Otto Joe Glenn was uh, at the game on Saturday as well. And uh, so I'm not sure if you've kept up with Coach Glenn much at all, but I didn't really even ask you that on the podcast. But what did you think of just your experience playing for a guy like that? Because it seemed like he was such a player's coach. Uh, very often. You know what I mean? Obviously, I, I got a lot of leeway and a lot of things that he probably uh, personality-wise wasn't so happy about. You know what I mean? But uh, the fact that we just came in and we were all – a good time doing it. It was all in good fun. There was nothing uh, malicious about it, about things I did. Uh, made him respect it. And, uh, you know, the fact that I just came in and gave 100% all the time, what do you do? And uh, Coach Glenn, man, he's such a personable guy. You'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who actually doesn't like Coach Glenn, right? He, he remembers everybody's name. He always comes with a smile on his face and, uh, and an energy uh, that really permeated through our team where we were just kind of ready to really go and ready to run through a wall for him uh, because he, he really took his work seriously and he put in the effort and you could see it. Did you get a chance to watch the game on Saturday, the, the Grizz game? I did not. Mm. Um, being now, uh, I don't know, it's been almost a decade since I've really watched a lot of sports. Mm, interesting. Uh, it's just a simple time, matter of time. You know, you can sit down and you can literally watch football for eight, nine hours a day, and that's like a job, you know. Uh, so I just kind of – I'll watch some stuff from time to time now. Um, I've always kind of still carried a grudge for not being uh, able to show what I could do on the big stage in the NFL. Um, but I'm kind of getting out of that now that I'm at 42 years old and I just can't, my body can't take it anymore. And I realize I can't do what I used to do. But it took me a long time to get to that point. Uh, up to shit, two years ago, 
I was still trying to bang away like I was doing. Ah, uh, too. <clears throat> Sorry, it's Rajim again. Uh, I love what you just said. It, it takes a lot of time to get football or sports out of a, a, a person's body, especially when you play it um, on the professional level, high collegiate level like you did. I coach with two of your former teammates and, and Dan Oliver and, and Dave DeCoy, two guys I'm sure you're really familiar with. A lot of guys. Certainly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you for a locker room story. Hey, 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 not, not to, okay, go ahead. I'll give you that one later. I'll save it then. Good. Go ahead. Okay, good. I'm glad, I'm glad we're vibing on that. How did how how does one get past that? How does one let the football go? How does one let the you know once the, once the glory is gone, once the lights are gone, once all the accolades are gone, how does one deal with that? Um, especially as a former football player, I you know I played one year collegiately, played twelve years in minor league. I didn't play at the same level you did, but it's it's hard for me, and I'm five years your senior. It's still hard for me to let go of of, of football, henceforth coaching and refing and mentoring. But there's that psychological part that a lot of people don't understand the the letting go of the game. The body tells us when to let go, but the mind and the heart want to hold on. How are you dealing with that? How have you dealt with it for some of our listeners that don't understand that? Talk to me, brother. Uh, well, a lot of things that people don't understand is just really what it takes to get to that level, the sacrifice you have to make in order to master something. Uh, it takes 20,000 hours, so but it's a lot of time and a lot of effort um, invested. And then as a as a player, um, as you're coming up and you're a kid, I mean, you, you understand you're not going to be able to do it forever, kind of, but you don't understand how long that, that's going to actually be. So... A lot of guys, you know, if they play their last game, it's high school. You know, you never expect your last game to be your last game until it's real. Um, very few guys get to leave professional sports on their own terms where they just get to walk away into the sunset. That, that's rare. And even those guys usually still have some kind of yearning to play. Um, but really what you have to do, man, is you just have to find another purpose, another goal, another point to focus on and achieve. I think um, – that takes a while for a lot of athletes. Uh, hell, it took me over a decade before I was able to really hone in on what I wanted to do and have something I could go for as hard as that. So, um, you know, some of the athletes are smart enough to make a plan, but in order to get to a certain level, you, you kind of have to be all in. Um, and, and a lot of us aren't uh don't have the skill set to be able to be like uh you know i was listening to vinnie Osberger tell his story and it's like this is like biology and pre-med and right he's he's the, the guy is literally everywhere where he's supposed to be on the football field at all times like for, for instance let's, let's introduction to football right we're playing uh in stephen f austin and stephen f austin had some beast on that team and vinnie and i are freshmen I'll be damned if I don't block a punt, and I'm thinking, oh, I'm really about to make a mark here. And my first game playing, I didn't block this punt, and I'm about to scoop it, and score a touchdown in my first game as a Grizzly, right? Boom, I blocked the punt. I'm kind of struggling to keep my feet and get out to the ball, but I got it. I'm, I'm ready to get it, and the ball bounces. There's one bounce, there's two off. And then he just got right in front of me and scooped my touchdown. And, and he continued to do that for his whole career, just being in the right place, making big plays turnovers um and he was just that he literally was that smart that he could be a biology major and think about doing pre-med and 
mess around and be one of the one of the best uh, safeties in one double A. So uh, everybody doesn't have the same talents. So you have to work with what you work with, you know. And uh, if you get out without a plan, it's just about finding your focus, man, and uh, really remembering who you are. That you're in a rare a rare class of people, and you understand what it takes to get it done. It's just a matter of focusing and and applying those things to other facets of life. Atu Molden joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Rajim Seabrook's in studio with me, Colter yep. Nuanas. Atu coming to you from Sacramento, California. All right, tell us the locker room story. Now, we got to know the dirt, especially when Dane Oliver, he's going to play. Yeah. I, I don't know if you know this I about mean, Coach. I don't, know about, I, mean, I, I don't know if you know this about Dane, but Dane now is like the king of high school football in Montana. He's coaching Missoula Sentinel. They're on a 17-game winning streak, number one team in the state. Let's go. Defending state champions. Rajim helps them out. So, Dane's balling right now. But anyways, carry on. And Dave DeCoy's on that team. And you know about Dave, Mr. EFK, but we won't say those what that means. Or, uh, you, you know what's going on. But dig deep, but let's keep it clean like a washing machine, baby. <laughs> well, you know, stories are, are locker room stories. I, I really don't have a lot of those. But what I do remember about Dane, and, and Andy and I were talking about this today, is we were like, and, and we were just talking about the, the mode of the team and how everybody, no matter where they were on the depth chart, just seemed to make these big plays. It impacted us, whether it was impacting us emotionally, impacting um, us uh, with actual score on the board or wherever it was. I just used to see Dane, and when when he came in, you know, guys, when they first start, they're kind of underdeveloped, and his helmet looked so big, and he looked so small. <laughs> but he, but he was like, he was like quick and slick, and they always used to run him over the middle, and he took some of the biggest hits. Oh yeah, I've ever seen a Montana receiver take, and he would catch the damn ball. I don't know how he would even get up. You look at him, you'd be like, he had to die this time. <laughs> he had to die. He can't get up again. Like, he can't get up again. And he gets up and he has the ball, you know, he goes, takes his rest. And, you know, that was just Dane, man, a real hard-nosed little dude. Um, and uh, I heard he beat Billy Cockill's team, and Cockill's a little upset. He did, yes. Yeah. So uh, the, 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 the man over there put it on him. That's right. So Billy Cockhill now, former Grizz offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach, is the head coach at Helena Capital. Excuse me, the uh, offensive coordinator at Helena Capital. There you go. Uh, Kyle Mahalish is the, uh, the head coach there. But, yeah, I mean, Coach Oliver, what, 32 nothing two weeks ago, Rajim? Yes, Helena sir. Capital? You know what? All those points, man, I forget now. I forget, man. All the butt whippings are starting to pile up. <laughs> Dane Oliver's got got the, the Sentinel Spartans headed in the right direction. And he coaches a lot like uh, a lot like. Joe Glenn, a lot of what he, uh, totally. a lot of his foundation and his scaffolding is, is built off and around the, uh, the, the 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 family tree known as Joe Glenn. So, uh, too, if you ever make it back up to the 406, man, please come to practice and, and razz Dane a little, but also talk to the kids and and share your love of this game and your passion and your knowledge, man. You are uh, a, a legend in this town and a good man in, in your own right, and uh, the city loves you. As is this man talking to you right now. Let's go. Thank you very much, brother. Well, I too. Uh, um, before and, we and that's you. something that I'm experiencing. That's something that I'm experiencing now, just being at the age that I am and ready to give back. Um, it's one of the most fulfilling things you can do is talk to the younger kids and give them a little experience, um, a little beforehand knowledge that they can kind of soak up and take with them to carry within the future. 
Uh, to Molden, he joined me last week for a Grizz Greats episode. That's live. You can find it at grizzgreats.com or on all your podcast hosting platforms. To search Grizz Greats, this season is the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Champion Grizzlies. Atu was a senior wide receiver on that team, an All-American that year for those National Champion Grizz. Atu, it's been very fun for me to circle back around with you and and, uh, get to know you again as an adult and uh, talk to you so much these last couple weeks. So thanks so much for taking the time, man. Thanks so much for being with us here on ESPN Radio. Always, man. I appreciate it. Until next time. Hopefully it won't be another 10 years until Montana puts (laughs) up another championship. If not, I'll definitely be there in Missoula to celebrate another 30 years as the last dogs. Yeah, I love it. Atu Molden. Go check out Grizz Greats, grizzgreats.com, or any of your various podcast hosting platforms. Great having Atu Molden Mm. on the show, man. Very fun. Yeah, that was good, man. You know what? One thing I miss about Atu, outside of his swagger, brother had some of the best hair. Like, if you oh, you, you need a top 10 Grizz great hair guy, like, Atu's right up there, top so, five, man. So, I, I know that this is, is partially just the perspective you get as you grow older, mm-hmm. but also this is a definitive thing that I've observed in society now. Kid, guys now that are in college mm-hmm. seem much more like kids still. Yes. I, I don't know the reason why. Like Atu Molden was uh, was like an idol as well as a uh, like star athlete. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he had he like, had a cult following. That's what I'm saying. Like he had like he's like trendsetting. Like what yeah. like, people he was influencing like local fashion and like his hair and yeah, stuff. Yeah, totes. Like, the dog and like you know. I mean, I don't know, man. I just now I feel like like the dudes who play for the Grizz and the Bobcats. You know, they're still cool. They can still go. You know, get into whatever bar they want. Do you know? I mean, it's not like it's hard to get. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like they can still go run the show wherever they go, whatever. But it's not the same, man. It, it's well, just not I mean, the same. I look at I look at cats like him, Dan and Dave DeCoit. Yep. Um, uh, Jayton Simpson for sure. Own Swagger like Lavander Seegers like for sure. Guys that would just. They were dudes in their own right. Dude, I think I think so much of it is this, man. I think Technology, it's the cell phones, man. I, I think it it, I it think takes it, away. It does. It, it waters it down. Like it I, takes away from a person being an I, individual. I think it exactly. I think it makes you have a little bit more self awareness mm-hmm. in good but also very bad ways. True. Like part of it is True. the authenticity of it, right? Like when you have the big afro, like just rocking it and being so into it is part of the selling of it. You know what I mean? Like exactly because you didn't. He didn't have to. Atu didn't snapshot. Put it on Facebook, and right, Instagram right, to right. justify it. He was cool with who he was and let it flow, bro. Let's go. It's been very fun for me uh, catching up with all these guys because I, uh, I was like 14, 15 years old when this was going down. Also, uh, one of my best friends, older sisters, who's one of my good friends as well. She was about the same age demographic as them as well, and. Uh, Somehow she got hooked on this. I, I I told her that I had interviewed somebody I knew she was still good friends with, and then all of a sudden, now every morning I get a text. I listened to the Atumold. I listened to Johansi Humphreys last. I love it, love it. So, uh, I got one last question for you though. Yeah, man. When the Grizz won that 2001 national championship, yes, the the program was rolling at as high a level as there had ever been at this level. I mean, they were the only other real te- programs that had ever been at the height that Montana was at that moment were. Georgia Southern and Youngstown State. Georgia Southern had won five national championships True. leading up to 2000. And Youngstown State had their epic run with Jim Trussell. I think they yeah. won four out of seven, four out of six or four out of seven. So they were really, really good in the 90s. But the Montana was peerless at that moment. It, it's crazy, right, that Montana hasn't won a national championship since then? Like, I never thought we would be doing a, 2000, a 20th anniversary of the 2001 team 
and that anniversary would also be the anniversary of the last national championship at Montana. When you say that, it's almost like I want to have an out-of-body experience just because weird, right? it is really weird. Because Montana's of, played for the national championship multiple times since then, but they have not, not won. won. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they've kind of had a, like when the Giants met the Patriots, like the appearances stopped. Oh, the appearances were there, but the wind stopped. Right. And um, it's kind of weird. Like when you put that into perspective, looking at it through that lens, it's it's odd to say that. Like really, really weird, actually. It's I would say the number one reason that Bobby Houck is back at the University of Montana. He's got to close that he circle. He wants to lo- le- be the guy that leads them and breaks so that the streak. And also, the only real blemish on his resume is that he is 0-3 in national championship games. Which is like a healthy first world nation. I'm only 0-3 in championship. I don't know how that feels wonky it, to say. It, it, it's so weird, though, too, because this is... Have you seen this uh, docuseries on Netflix called Losers? Dude! And it's all about people that are so elite at their sport, but they lose in the biggest moment, and so then people consider them... Jim they, Kelly, they, Buffalo Bills. They only remember them as losers, right? Yeah. Like, there's the guy, I can't remember his name, but he was the number one contender in the world in heavyweight boxing, and the only reason he never was the heavyweight champion is he lost heavyweight championship fights to Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, and Riddick Bowe. And it's like, well, dude, I mean, you lost to like three of the 12 best heavyweights ever. Ever. That's you like are almost... one of the 20 best heavyweights ever. You just happen to have to fight Mike Tyson, you know what I mean? There was another one about uh, John Vandeveld. And that was, I'm in the mid, don't, don't ruin, I'm in the middle. I mean, I'm in the yeah, middle. yeah, it's, uh, I mean, but I guess the point is that if Bobby Houck had never made an national championship game, then there wouldn't be the, narr- the the narrative attached to his resume that he can't win the the big game, right? Yeah. And first of all, that's blasphemous to say because Bobby Houck has won enormous games. I mean, when they were knocked off number one, James Madison, two thousand eight, that's one of the that's one of the five biggest road wins in FCS playoff history. Man. History. It is for sure. I mean, that James Madison team was rolling; they were undefeated, number one in the country. That stadium holds as many, if not more, fans more. than than Washington Grizzly Stadium. And uh, that was a huge win. But regardless, I do think that Coach, Coach Alk has a distinct motivation to lead Montana back to a national championship. I think that's one of the main reasons why he's back at his alma mater. I, I mean, it's it's obvious thing to say, but I don't think that Bobby Alk's going to leave here until he accomplishes that goal. I really don't. I'm okay with that. Keep him. I like the word stalwart. I was down on campus earlier today picking up some passes for my guys. We're sending one team from Skyline Sports over to Moscow. We're sending another team over to Bozeman. We're going to get you set up for those two matchups and diagnose even further what's going on with the Grizz, particularly on offense. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. 
Big Sky is into the playoffs, and Sentinel is the top seed, while Hellgate is on the outside of the postseason picture after a wild Thursday night of high school football. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Caleb Wren had four touchdown passes, including three to Lewis Sanders, and the Eagles earned a playoff berth by routing the winless Kalispell Braves 34-6. Wren and Saunders hooked up from 43, 15, and 20 yards as Big Sky broke from a 14-0 halftime lead. The win, Big Sky's third, punches the postseason ticket for the Eagles while Flathead season is finished. Hellgate fell short of the playoffs after falling 55-20 in Kalispell to Glacier. Jake Randina ran for 218 yards and four touchdowns on 28 carries. Hellgate kept it close as a touchdown run by Connor Dick and a scoring pass from Dick to Ian Finch helped the Knights trail 35-20 at halftime. Sentinel is the top seed for the second straight year after building a 28-0 lead and holding on for a 28-14 victory at Butte. Sentinel's 18th straight victory, dating back to the beginning of the 2020 campaign, came thanks to Adam Jones scoring a rushing touchdown and throwing another touchdown to Charlie Kurgan to help boost the defending state champions. And finally, top-ranked Florence rolled to a 63-26 win over number 6 Big Fork behind five total touchdowns from Pat Duchesne as the Falcons stayed undefeated and a Class A number 2 Laurel stayed unbeaten with a 42-7 win over Haver. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Yeah, yeah. And yo, Black, it's time. Word. Bird, it's time. It's time, man. Alright, begin. Yeah. Straight out the fucking dungeons of rap. We're fake again, don't make it back. I don't know how to start this. No. Rappers are monkey flipping with the funky rhythm. I be kicking, musician, inflicting composition of pain. I'm like Scarface, sniffing, holding an instrument. See, with the pen, I'm extreme. Now, illusion holes left in my peak holes. I'm suited up with street clothes. Hand me an iron and out the feet froze. Y'all know my steel with or without the airplay. There's uh, transcendent. There's Unforgettable, and then there's In a Class All Their Own. This album is in a class all its own. Um, I was I was debating this with myself earlier this week. Oh, kick it. Do moments in time when m- certain musical artists and or albums come out where they it, it's a shift in, in culture and society, does that still exist with the way that the internet works and how everybody just releases all these singles all at once? I guess what I'm saying is like, this album was a diametric shift in not just music, but like in social consciousness. But there's been even more profound ones like the Marshall Mathers LP when Eminem dropped. Oh, jeez. Like, just the, the way that it shocked people in so many different ways, not even an offended way, but like just a wow. Like the, the eye-opening experience that that was for so many people of all different backgrounds and races and everything. As, does that happen anymore, I wonder? You know, I think it does. And, 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 my stepdad, who's a master recording engineer, two-time Grammy winner, by the way. I love this. Yeah, sorry, I just had Trust to me, I tell every person I know, when they're like, who's a cool dude on Fridays that's rolling with you? I'm like, dude, he's like my music soulmate. And uh, <laughs> his dad is like this Grammy award-winning music guy. Yeah, I know. And and our engineer loves my dad like as, a, as an engineering idol. So it's legit, kids. Um, it's called sharding. And what I mean by that is there's this moment in time where a new shard is created like uh, 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 it fragments off of the tree of life. In this case, we're talking about music. Um, the same thing happens in sports. Like every couple of generations, it's it's a LeBron or a Moses Malone or sure. or Derek Jeter, where people just take it, whatever that norm is that we culturally surround ourselves by, and they tweak it to such a point where we're caught off guard. Right. And it's it's not a moment of love or or disdain. It's 
holy buckets, what is this? Yeah. And I'm so attracted to it or I'm so put off by it sure. that I have to pay attention to it that I can't stop looking at it. Um, and that album in particular is one of the more recent uh, in, of my generation um, um, albums that just just br broke the mold. Um, someone else that I would say more currently that has done that for music, I would say is a, a Beyonce, um, where it's just shattering sales, shattering uh, records, shattering images and preconceived constructs of what an artist can be. So, yeah, I, I love it, man. Good comparison. Great rejoin. Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Just trying to obey the rules around here, you know. Rod James Seabrook in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. Just making sure you know what's going on. A couple news bits for you here on a Friday. A release that hit my inbox. I'm actually not sure what I think about this, and I think that shows you that I am maybe, maybe, baby, just maybe getting a little old. Uh, the uh, men's basketball game between Montana and Montana State in February has been shifted to Sunday so it can be played on ESPNU. Ooh. Good for the league, good for the rivalry in terms of the television exposure. I just have never covered a, a Bobcat Grizz game on a Sunday, so I don't know what I think about this. I think that there's – could be good, should be good. I don't know. I think if you need a co-pilot, I want to be there. That, no kidding, right? Let's we'll, go. We'll definitely figure out a way to, to get you there, but that, that'll be an interesting one. So uh, mark your calendars. It will be February 27th, Sunday, February 27th, 3 p.m. At Dahlberg Arena, that game will be on ESPNU. So hopefully Grizz can pack the house for that one. Um, I take up two seats, so I can pack the house. <laughs> Not anymore, dude. You're like skinny mini these days. Hey, man, got to look good for me. Tomorrow morning, the state cross-country meet descends upon Missoula. It's at the University of Montana golf course. Some local runners, some Missoula runners, are certainly among, if not overwhelming, favorites. Tanner Klumpf at Sentinel, mm. who joined us here yesterday on Nuanas Now. Great kid, awesome interview. You can find that on the podcast. But he is the favorite. He was the runner-up a year ago. Sentinel boys, the defending state champions as a team. So a lot to watch for on the boys' side. Can they continue their reign after Bozeman just dominated so long, so often for so long? And then on the girls' side... The Hellgate girls also trying to repeat as state champions. And uh, Kenzie May, certainly one of the favorites uh, in the girls' race, but actually probably the overwhelming favorite. And that's saying something because there's some outstanding young ladies from around the state of Montana. Kylie Hartnett from uh, Helena High is awesome. Um, Odessa Zenz from Helena High is also awesome. So Hellgate and Helena will be really fun to watch uh, on Saturday morning as well. In the... Uh, State soccer tournaments, uh, too many matches to go through and bore you, but it does look like on the boys' bracket that Bozeman Hellgate are on collision course again. They've played eight, count them, eight state championship matches in a row, uh, Bozeman and Hellgate have. So that's amazing. It's, it's Hellgate out of the east, or Hellgate out of the west, Bozeman out of the east every single year. So uh, that'll be interesting. And then on the, uh, in the girls' bracket, Missoula Sentinel, Missoula Big Sky both remain alive. Billings West, one of the favorites. But Hellgate certainly uh, right up there. Hellgate has had a breakthrough year this year in girls soccer. They've only lost one match, and uh, uh, they're rolling right along as well. Last night, usually it's Friday Night Lights, so we're usually previewing games. But yesterday, we, we heard from all three Missoula uh, high school football coaches here on Nuanas Now because all three Missoula schools played last night. So uh, we get started with... Big Sky, they played in Missoula. Caleb Wren threw four touchdown passes, three of them to Lewis Saunders, and the Eagles 
beat the uh, Flathead Braves 34-6. to That's the third win of the year for the Eagles. So the Big Sky into the state playoffs. So congratulations to Matt Johnson and his squad. Big Sky has occupied a, a pretty uh, in, interesting place in Class AA this year because uh, they are going to be one of the lower seeds in the playoff bracket. But they have been a handful in all the games that they've played. Most of the other teams that were in sort of that 0-3 to three win range we're losing 56 to nothing every weekend, and Matt Johnson's team has not done that. They did get blown out uh, one time, but other than that, they've been in games and they've won several games. And so I think the Big Sky, uh, even if they aren't necessarily one of the higher-seeded teams, a team that nobody wants to play in the playoffs because you know Big Sky is going to bring it. They're going to be prepared and they'll be tough. It's just a matter of if they can get some bounces go their way. Yeah, defensively, they're a rugged bunch, and uh, the the offense is meant not to, to... It's meant to eat up the clock and keep the ball out of your hands. So. It makes Gary Eckergan so happy. Oh, oh, Kochak, baby. Kochak, baby. Go, RIP, man. RIP, uh, talk about legends in this area. No, I love Kochak, Can't man. beat him. Can't, oh. I mean, I still think of football the same way because of Kochak, man. I mean, people are... I was watching that Weber State-Montana State game last Friday, and Twitter's just going off. Ugliest football game I've ever seen. I'm sitting here thinking, no, That's no, no. football, baby. Oh, man, it brought right? me back. I was ready to get my neck roll out and the butterfly collar. Bring, bring it back. Hard hitting. But Big Sky, they are into the playoffs. Hellgate falls short of the playoffs. Uh, they were 12 points away from being 5-2 and two going into the final week of the year. But close but no cigar for Hellgate. They lose 55-20 to 20 to Kalispell Glacier. Jake Randina. Still just keeps eating them up. 218 yards rushing, four touchdowns on 28 carries. The dude is an absolute beast in the backfield. Ridiculous. He's ridiculous. Glacier, also a team that had a little lull there in October, but a team that nobody wants to play either. But Hellgate, they finished their season with two victories. And then finally, for the Missoula schools, Missoula Sentinel for a second straight year. You know. Are the Western AA champions, the top seed coming out of the West after a 28-14 win at Butte. The Spartans' 18th victory in a row. They're up 28-0. Credit to Butte for coming back a little bit, but the defending state champs remain undefeated, and they take the top seed into the Class AA playoffs. Yes, sir. Uh, Do we know the draw yet? Actually, no. Because there's there's games tonight. There's games tonight. There's a couple reasons why there's a bunch of games last night. Uh, I think there's officials reasons, you know, as far as distributing officials. Yes. Uh, But also, I think they wanted to put the really good crews make them available on Friday night because we got crosstowns in several Huge. of the uh, cities that only have the two high schools. So there's crosstown in Great Falls tonight. There's crosstown in Helena tonight. I don't think there's a Billings crosstown, is I don't, there? Well, when isn't there a Billings crosstown? Well, there's right. only 700 schools yeah, in right, that town. Right. Um, no, the two big ones to watch are Great Falls and the Helena Helena High uh, Capital game, which is, right. even though I'm going away from the weekend, my ear is going to be tuned to a radio somewhere because depending on that game, we'll, we'll almost reshuffle Hmm. The seeding. Um, and talk about two teams you don't want to see in the playoffs. You don't want to see either of those teams in the playoffs either. Um, so tonight it's going to be good football. People are now playing for those seedings and and trying to get a little home field advantage for that first round. So great football abound across the state of the 406. Class A level, it seems like it's Hamilton, Laurel, and everybody else. Laurel's the defending <laughs> state champions. They moved to uh, 8-0 last night with a 42-7 win over Haver. They're a really, really, really tough team. I mean, Laurel has been getting it done. It's so interesting to watch the highlights of this team the last couple of years because they look like a Class AA team in every way, not just in their uh, line. Usually the biggest difference is on the lines, right, because you just have more guys, so that just gives you more op- options to have more big guys on your offensive Death. and defensive lines. Exactly. But Laurel, you look at, like, when they see the highlights, 
there's 95 guys on the sideline, man. It's like, like a JC out like there. Like, they're dressing way more guys than the Missoula schools. I mean, how are guys of Sentinel going to dress for varsity uh, in the playoffs? 30? Like, 40-something? Right. 30? Like, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think Mick Morris and Missoula Hillgate's got, like, 26. Matt Johnson's in, like, the low 30s, too. Yeah. I mean, to put that in perspective, Butte High has 32 seniors on their team. That's, that's ridiculous. A, that's a huge advantage, right? Yeah. Well, I think that there's a whole bunch of different things that go into that, but that's actually... Uh, I think there's some psychological warfare that goes into that as well. When you come out sure. and you see 98 jerseys across the oh, field, dude. that's imposing. Oh, dude. I never, I mean, I, I don't know if they still do it, but when Jack Johnson was the head coach at Great Falls, C.M. Russell... Great Falls C.M. Russell dressed every single every, boy that was a yep. sophomore or older in high school for home games. Not away games because you have space on the bus, but they would dress 175 guys. Yep. You're right, dude. It was so intimidating. Absolutely. Like during warm-ups, the 80 guys that weren't playing would just surround the whole field and just be chanting at you. When you're a high school kid, you're like, what is happening? And then you have to go against, uh, C- I mean, like CMR, my, Back, ju- oh, my junior year of, of high school. I mean, Roughnecks. You're talking... Brady Leaf going to Oregon. Uh, Justin Hartman going to Washington. Uh, excuse me, Jason Goodman going I was to Washington. Say Jason Goodman. Justin Hartman's coming to the Grizzlies to play yeah. quarterback. Um, I mean, on down the line, Kelly Kane at defensive tackle, Ryan Bagley at wide receiver, Tyler Graham went to be an All American baseball player at Oregon State. We're talking like Royce Fulop went to Colorado State. We're talking like seven Pac 12 guys on one team. And, and then a Squad. whole. Like the dudes that weren't even. The dudes that were like the second tier players on that team were just coming to start for the Grizz for four years. Like they were at a straight factory uh, back then at Great Falls CMR. But, Gr- Grizz U. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it was man. Grizz U for a minute. But we digress. Um, and then Often. At, at the uh, Class B level, Florence continued to roll last night as well. <laughs> Big Fork, one of the better teams in Class B. Florence dismantled them, 63-26 over the number six-ranked Big Fork uh, Vikings. Florence now 8-0. Pat Duchesne, five total touchdowns. I'm telling you, man. Dude, he's good, man. Just give them their trophy. Right, Watching that game, man, I was on the NFHS website. Yeah. Son, that is... They might give some Class A teams a run for their money. Oh, they absolutely could. That well, defense they absolutely could is because, sick. Because they, they, have, they have a Division I lineman. Yes, they do. That helps you, gives you a huge advantage, the fa- that, especially on the D-line. Like, the fact that the Abbott kid can play on the interior D-line, that gives you a huge advantage. But they also have, I mean, they got a college-level quarterback in Patrick Shane Jr., and Blake Shoup and Tristan Payette He's and their Payette sick like their playmakers they have they have a lot of weapons man I think they could give trouble to almost everybody oh let's with I, their offense I don't know if they could slow down Class AA teams defensively but their offense their can offense, score points on anybody anybody man. anybody and I'll take them and you know what I like it's like watching a bunch when they're on defense it's like watching a bunch of wrestlers and pads mm. like they attack body parts they don't it's not tackling it's attacking body parts and i love it little florence dogs down there aka the falcons you gotta love it it's part of our prep extra presented by farmer state bank farmer state bank originating the lives of montanans since 1907 we're gonna attack some grizz and some bobcats before rajim's gotta hit the road let's go he's gonna go uh, get his mind right this weekend which sounds very fun i am gonna go uh to Bozeman to cover a game between Montana State and Idaho State, which actually has more intrigue than maybe I first expected before I started doing my pregame interviews. We'll give you the scoop on both the Grizz trip to Moscow, the Bengals trip to Bozeman. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now. 
After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Radio Missoula. What up? Little Prince for you on a Friday. Got to keep it funky here with my main man, Rajim Seabrook, in studio with me. Colter Duanas. Duanas now being broadcast from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, new to Montana, located at the corner of Stevens and Mount here in the Garden City. You can also find the largest inventory of trucks in the Pacific Northwest at nwmsrocks.com. This is pretty cool. One of our good partners at Vertex Fitness, Vertex Fitness right there on Russell. Uh, the Vertex Fitness and Apex Bistro, they've collaborated with the University of Montana Switchback Records to hold a couple outdoor concerts. One was last week, and the upcoming one is this next Friday, Wolf and the Moons from 5 to 7 p.m. So very cool. If you haven't been to the Apex Bistro or Vertex Fitness, they have a third-floor rooftop. It's one of the best rooftops in the city. And they also, it's a gym, but they also have a beer and wine license, so you can have some beers, some wine up there. So the concerts are free, open to the public. Again, that's 5 to 7 p.m. tomorrow, or excuse me, Friday uh, week from today. So that's the 29th, October 29th. Vertex and Apex donating 10% of the proceeds directly to the local artists to continue supporting the music scene in Missoula. Food, uh, beverage, and beer specials available. So come enjoy that beautiful outdoor venue with an added comfort on some heating lamps. And uh, come check out some sweet concerts at uh, the rooftop of Vertex Fitness. For all your information, visit vrtxfitness.com. That's vrtxfitness.com. Stay fit for your Montana lifestyle. Come visit Vertex Fitness. Rajima, did you get a chance to watch the Grizz game last week? I know you're feeling a little under the weather, so you had to miss the pregame show. Appreciate your consideration for that because, uh, you know, we don't we don't need to be. Nah, man. But, um, you're, but you're feeling better. I didn't even ask you. Are you feeling better, though? Yeah, man. I just, we'll get into that later. I That's think all good. It, it, these, these shots that you got to take to keep sure. your body safe, hey, make you feel funky and wonky. Hey, I got you. I um, feel you. I didn't know whether I was feeling bad from from the shot or or from watching what I saw on that screen. Right. Um, both added nausea. What uh, you're in your take? What what's going on with the Grizz right now? I'm, I I figure I find it fascinating that we've done. I mean, I I've done more uh, hits on podcasts and all this around the the region and the the league, trying to diagnose the issues of Montana's offense, and I find it so fascinating that three or four weeks ago. Everybody was talking about this team's a national championship contender, and now everybody's saying, "What's going on? How are we going to score a point so we can win a game?" Well, when you when you you lose players to injury, and you just and at key positions, we'll start at the running back. When you are going third, fourth string uh, on your depth, that's that's never a good sign. Um, and before I even get into personnel, I think the win against Washington may have been a blessing. Not so much. May have been a, 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 a I, don't, I, I don't know, a curse in disguise versus a blessing in disguise. Well, we see it. It's not actually 
different than the trend that we've mostly seen over the last 20 years. This year, four Big State Conference teams took down FBS opponents, including two beaten Pac-12s. Yes. Montana beat Washington. NAU beat Arizona. Arizona. Of the, I guess now, 22 victories, I guess we take this year out of it because we don't know who's going to be in the playoffs, et cetera, but there was 18 previous times where Big Sky schools knocked off FBS opponents. Three of those were Montana beating Idaho uh, before the Vandals basically canceled the home-and-home because home they wouldn't, didn't want to lose to the Grizzlies every year even though they were a division up. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the Eastern Washington teams of the Bo Baldwin era uh, in 2014-2015 when they beat... I believe, Washington State and Oregon State, respectively. Mm -hmm. Those two teams, and then UC Davis in 2018, who beat San Jose State. Those are the only Big Sky teams that made the playoffs after beating an FBS in their opener. We've seen Idaho State go to Nevada and and win a game. Didn't even have an above 500 record. We've we've seen Sac State win two um, FBS games in the last 20 years. Nothing. No playoffs. So sometimes it can be a harbinger of bad luck. I don't even think it's actually bad luck, though. I think it really is when... I think that one thing the Grizz are struggling with is Bobby Houck's coached more than 100 games in his college career. Mm-hmm. And when he proclaims that that's the biggest win in his coaching career, but it happens to come in the first game of the season. Where do you go from That's there? hard, man. It's yeah. really hard to maintain that level. And I think the Grizz were playing at such a high level for a couple weeks after that game. I think it almost impacted them from a health perspective and a psychological perspective. So you just wonder if that's what's missing. It's hard to get the swagger back when it was so high. And like you said, you get dinged up, but also, how do you replicate what was such an epic moment in your program's history and your coach's history for this group of guys? Well, I, you know, we live in a jargon-filled world where our words create expectations. And like you said, if, if Bobby is saying that was the apex, the zenith of where they're at, then the only where to go from there is down. And, and, and sadly, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's, if that was your height, then everything else is going to be on the backside of that mountain. So... Um, Again, injuries and trying to get a biorhythm and getting guys into situations where the team can kind of be a bit more cohesive because, to be honest, they look a little janky right now, and as with any team um, with, with the amount of injuries that they have. But uh, I know Bobby is a resilient person, period, and uh, that will transcend through the rest of his team as well. Montana at Idaho tomorrow afternoon at the Kibbe Dome. I guess it'll be early evening here in Montana, mm-hmm. uh, 4.30 local time kick, 5.30 Montana time kick. So the battle for the Little Brown Steins, the second longest rivalry for the Grizzlies besides their rivalry with Montana State. I think this is the 85th, maybe 86th time these two teams have played. A sizable advantage on Idaho's side. That's the thing that is, uh, and I've talked about this extensively during my (laughs) Big Sky podcast tour this week, but uh, I think that the thing that's most perplexing about the Vandals is that not only can you win in Moscow, it, they've won at a very high level for a very long time. They just haven't won at any sort of a level since they made the faithful or damning move to move up to the, the FBS in 1995. So uh, now that they're back in the Big Sky Conference, they've really, really struggled. Their struggles cannot be pinned on talent. I think that they're a talented team. And we had Trey Walker on this show earlier this week. And that dude's going to the NFL probably, in my estimation. He's the best linebacker in the league. They have dudes at Idaho 
They just can't put it together. I think it's a very strange situation in Moscow. Yeah, it's called, uh, I don't know, too, too, too many fragmented pieces and not enough jointing together of them. Yeah. Um, I do want to go back to the little brown stein. I miss those games. Sure. Like, across college football. Like, I remember growing up, and it would be the battle. It was the Apple Cup or, like, just these historical aspects of, of, of rivalries. Why has that disappeared? I don't know. Like what, you know, and I, I know it falls under pep and all that stuff and society is different, but there used to be, you know, playing for the Paul Bunyan Axe, like when Wisconsin and, and yeah, Minnesota, yeah. I think it's Wisconsin and Minnesota would play for the Bunyan, you know, even if they they were both O for teams, that one game was like so fun to watch because they were playing for something. What happened? I know. I saw the battle for the Grand Canyon Trophy between Northern Arizona and Southern Utah. Let's go. I, but it's cool. Those are it those cool. are cool. Those are cool. It, games, it is, man. I, th- I think I think uh, those uh, many of the games still exist. They just don't pu- publicize them right. really as much. Yeah, I just I it's just because of the TV nature of it, man. The TV broadcast gotcha. wants their game to seem like the game that's filled with the pageantry. So sometimes then they avoid. They, how do you say this? Like, but that's part of the pageantry no, when you're is. playing it for is. something. It like, is. It is. I guess it just used to be so much. Now with all these networks and all this stuff, you're trying to pick like these chic games because every game is actually on TV now. True. So the leveling of it, it used to be like the battle for the land grant trophy between Penn State and Michigan State. I that, remember, dude. That was, was one of my that favorites. That was going to be on TV always. Now, if those those that's not going to be on national TV, like that game would be on TV. In the 80s and 90s. Absolutely. No matter what. Totally. Even if they were both four and four teams. Yeah. Now, it's like, because they have the ability to move the broadcasting rights around all the time, right, they're going to pick Northwestern versus Ohio State if Northwestern and Ohio State are the better Big Ten teams right, that year. You right, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, I think it just takes away from the exposure of it. It's all. more about money and less about, as you would say, the pageantry, but... I would say the real football fans, they know what's up. Last, Let's qu- go. last question for you. Yeah, man. So, the rumblings I'm getting from uh, across the border into the gem state there in Idaho mm-hmm. is that uh, Paul Petrino is in a contract year. Is uh, He's up against it. They gave up 71 points to Eastern Washington last week in a 50-point count, count fifty loss. Embarrassed Idaho was by Eastern Washington last week. Uh, since return of the Big Sky Conference, they've done next to nothing. And Paul Petrino's in a contract year. So it, it's go time right now for a staff that has a, guy, a lot of guys with Montana ties on it. But I also think it's go time for Montana. Montana cannot afford to lose a third straight Big Sky Conference game. I think Montana's only lost three straight Big Sky Conference games one time in the last 30 years. So they cannot lose three straight Big Sky Conference games. So that's my question to you, though. Is this a must-win for the Grizz on Saturday? Heck yeah, it's a must-win. There's, there's, don't ask me rhetorical with Dungeon Cushions, and I, and I say that with all the love in the world. Uh, <laughs> it is a must-win. Every win from this point out is a must-win. Uh if, if you want to make the playoffs, if you want to not make the zenith of your season, the first game of it, then this is a must win. And uh, I know that right now they're probably feeling like the, the animal that's backed in the corner. What is that animal going to do here in about 24 hours? He's Roger Seabrook. He joins me every Friday here on Nuanas Now. Loving it. Thanks so much for coming by, man. It's good to see you. You too, man. I love you. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. We're going to keep breaking these games down. Going to bring in Andrew Houghton to diagnose what's going to happen in uh, Bozeman with Idaho State coming to Montana State. What's going to happen in Moscow with the Grizzlies visiting the Kibbity Dome. We're also going to hear from a couple members of the University of Montana women's soccer team. And we got one of the most prolific quarterbacks in the state, Tanner Wilson, joining us. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. 
Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 